I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! What up? <laughs> what up, y'all? So, today's exciting because we're going to talk about probably our favorite thing. Well, one of our favorite things ever. We're not talking about Brink or Hocus Pocus. So, there's so, like, only one other thing it could be. Or, or Tom DeLong. Yeah, or New Kids on the Block. Oh, shout out. That's the next one. But we have a timely, timely podcast. True. We're going to be covering some Tony Hawk pro skater topics. Um, yes. So by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be a little bit after we recorded it. But yeah, um, this is it to go along with the reissue of Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters One and Two, the remaster. So we got Larry the Printer. Yo. We got Fact Ass Steve. What to do, baby? We got Mill. <laughs> we are gonna fucking get into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. And I feel like we're going to cover the OGs more in this episode, and then when the game comes out on Friday and we all beat it in a day, we'll cover that. Yeah. Dude, it's the day after tomorrow. I, I so can't sick. fucking... I, I can't believe it. Nah, it'll, <laughs> well, be, it'll be tomorrow. Wait, today's Wednesday? Yeah, so I mean like tomorrow at midnight? 11. Yeah, tomorrow at 11. Oh, What's word. really crazy um, to me is like... So this is 2020... The first game came out in 99, so 21 years ago. That's it's fucking weird. crazy. It's weird for me to be like, oh, I got a game the day it came out 21 years ago. Right. I shouldn't be able to say that. No, but you were, like, what, five or something? Six? Uh, I think I turned... It, it came out... I have to look up the release date. I was seven. I got it for my seventh birthday. I actually didn't get it the day it came out. Uh, it was... Uh, I'll do my job here. September 29th, 99. Okay, so I got it. Yeah, I did get yeah. it. Yeah. So, you, like, just turned seven. Yeah, it was it was five days after I turned seven. And I remember being like, I want that. And it didn't come out yet. So my parents got me whatever. But then they were like, my mom's like, I'll take you to the store. And I remember she, I bought it at Toys R Us. They used to have that, like, um, section where the video games were. And it was like, oh, yeah. Was lo- remember I was, like, locked up. Like, you couldn't take other shit in there. Right. And I got the first one on N64, and then I got the second one on PS2, but or PS1, rather. But I got it on N64. It's like a blue cartridge. The second one is yellow, right? Yeah, but I never owned that one on 64, just on PlayStation. No. But the disc is yeah. yellow, too. The disc is yellow. So, the first disc was silver, right? I don't remember. I didn't have it on PlayStation. I've played it. Was it was just silver with like a black like ink most on of, it. Like most of the games. Yeah, true. I mean... True. PlayStation, uh, or back in the day, games weren't usually highly detailed on the cartridge or disc, so I remember 
like Donkey Kong was yellow. Mm-hmm. So I remember, and there was like I had one game that was red, I think, or I played something that was red. But like I remember that being blue, like stood out to me. I was like, oh, this is sick, and it's a different color, and I don't know, it's cool. It is cool. And that was like the first video game I think that had a. Um, we we talk about this all the time, but how how it had a really important soundtrack. Absolutely, that soundtrack like changed. Like it's going to sound stupid, but like that soundtrack changed people's lives. But I think something we don't talk about a lot is how I think that soundtrack raised the bar for other video games. True. You know like I mean? you like get like other extreme sports games like uh, the Dave Mira games and like Grind Session and shit. They all tried to have really good soundtracks, and they did great jobs. Those games have awesome music in it. Like, the theme music to the Dave Mirror game was fucking Got It All in Sight by 59 Times of Pain. That's fucking sick. Well, even sports games, like, started getting, like, Green Day and Blink-182 and, like, whatever. Oh, sure. You know, all kind of shit. But, um, you know, I, I mean, Blink was on a Madden game. Right. So it's like, I think that Tony Hawk kind of set the bar because I had... You know, sports games around that time too, but they were really bad. Sure, sure. Like the engine for Tony Hawk was awesome. It was f- more fun to play. The game, I know, and there's a lot to cover here. I'm just kind of going off a list, but the music was better. Um, it was kind of the whole experience of like you're just like put it in to play the game, and you get sucked into everything that comes with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you have to think uh, on the bit regarding the soundtrack, like. Not many games were featuring licensed music in them. Yeah. And we were still, like, what, a year or two off from Grand Theft Auto 3? Yeah. When that really was where that kind of started to be more commonplace. I think... um, True. I think something else, too, that's really interesting is, like, okay, Steve and I are brothers, so we obviously grew up playing the game together. But I have so many friends who... Obviously, I had friends then who I played it with, but I have so many friends who I've met after my childhood, like you, who we can talk about having an identical or similar experience with the game. Absolutely. And it's so weird because we didn't know each other then. No, but we were but, doing the exact same thing. And how many people have that? It's like such a, like a, it's almost I like know a bond. so many people who can say that about, not, I could, well, I'm falling over my words, um, I know a ton of people who can say that they've done that with that game. Yeah. But, like, I don't know many people who can say they've done that with, like, tons of other games. Right. That game was so universal that everybody played it. And if if it's something else, it's, like, usually the games you think of being universal are um, these titles like Mario and Grand Theft Auto and maybe sports games, which are a little more broad, like Madden or NBA or whatever. I know but a like, lot of people that play like FIFA and shit, too. Yeah, well, for sure. FIFA Worldwide is the number, like, the best-selling sports game because everybody but here likes soccer. There's, their soundtrack on it is actually, like, good now, like Skepta's on it because Grime's huge. Wow. Well, well, to me, it's like... Grime's um, so tight. Grow, growing up, <laughs> so like, good. you know, like, Steve and I growing... I mean, I am now, too, but growing up, like... We really liked wrestling, and the games started to get really good soundtracks. Yeah. So, like, when uh, to- when uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 came out, the games I had for, like, 98, 99 wrestling games just had generic music, like, stock music, and then whatever yeah. the, the guy's theme music. And then you get into, like, the the PS1 era a couple years later, and they, all, they have all these insane bands, you know? Right. And rap and all kind of stuff, like Linkin Park's on these games and stuff. Like, um, 
What's your favorite song on the Pro Skater One soundtrack? Uh, it's hard for like when I the first song that comes to mind is the Goldfinger song Superman. I think well, that's sure, that's, that's going to be everyone's first to mind. Absolutely. I, I don't know that it's my favorite, but that that one, like, I just think of dropping in in the first level, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I don't know. There, that's a good question. There's a lot of really good music uh, on that first game. It might be, for me, maybe the Vandal song that's in the Andrew Reynolds video clip. Yeah. Um, the fact that they even had the Vandals is nuts. Yeah. What was the intro? Those um, Dead Kennedys was the intro. Yeah, yeah Dead Kennedys. Truck. Dead Kennedys is the intro, and if you let it play at the menu, it uses that song. Mm-hmm. And they show them skating on all the scenes. Um, and I think like the, the suicidal tendencies have like a sick ass psycho vision. Yeah, that song is actually like super hard. Like for that game, yeah. like I was like, wow, this is like a you know. I think I'm seven and I'm listening to the Vandals and Suicidal Tendencies and Goldfinger. It's like, how sick. And Dead Kennedys and whatever. It's Primus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I fucking hate Primus. <laughs> I think I like, really hate Primus. I don't really care about Primus, but I think that that song, again, it's such like a nostalgia trip that like, you ever hear a song and you're like, ah, this is a lame song, but like it reminds you of something? Yeah. It's like, that's kind of, for me, it's like, I wouldn't go out of my way to put Primus on in my car while I'm driving, but hearing that shitty, like, dun, 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 like bass, and I'm like, oh, I'm on the <laughs> Chicago level, and the hidden tape's up in that pool, and I gotta go up through the tunnel and, you know, do the jump the yep. roof and get the, like, hidden tape or whatever. Not Chicago. Chicago's a skate park. It's Minneapolis or whatever I'm talking about. Minneapolis is a great level. What's your favorite level on the first one? Um... So, like, if I'm doing the one-player versus, I really like the skate park because I can... I like playing with vert skaters. Like, well, the game is mostly, like, vert back then. But, like, I liked um, doing, like, Christ Air and the backflip, depending on which skater I'm doing. Shout out in Glyphberg. So, Glyphberg, Bob Burnquist had the flip. Um, so, like, I like because the, the, they have straight-up half-pipes and you don't have to be as creative. <laughs> It's kind of a cop yeah. but I really, I really like the the first level in the school. Like honestly, both the warehouse and the school. School one was fire. You know, it's like uh, both school levels on both the first two games are really classic. Yes. So. Uh well, this this uh, the warehouse and the airplane hangar from two. Yeah. Are exactly the same. Yeah, it's just you get that extra like section on two, and then you can go outside, and then there's like a hidden like, part in the half. Like you can break through the the glass and go to where the helicopter is. Yeah, but the half pipe has a garage. Helicopter, yeah. Where you can go inside. But other than that, like, like the layout of those levels is identical. Yeah, I mean, I think like they kind of it wasn't that they changed the game. Like it was, it was like kind of like they advanced the first game. Oh. No, the I differences think, between one and two are bonkers. There's so much different. Well, like they added so much new shit to it. I think that two, rightfully so, gets so much praise. But I think that people don't talk about how the first one was so important in introducing that style of game. Right. Yeah. But two. Two sure. is just better because, like you said, it you get to create a skater, you get to create a skate park. The levels are better. There's more skaters. There's more moves. You know what I you mean? Can like fucking manual. Yeah, I hate like. Sometimes when I I hate play, when I play one and I'm like, oh my god, I can't manual. 
You well, can't fucking varial heel flip. It's funny because like you and I, like I've been, you know, with, like you could say the same thing. You've been with the the game since the first one, mm-hmm. but it's funny like people like younger kids who are like younger than me or whatever will go back and play them um, after playing like just some of the newer ones, and they'll be like, oh, "I can't get off my board," and I'm like, "Yeah, like that wasn't in the physics engine then." And to those kids, that game is probably trash. Uh, I mean, maybe. I think it depends on who you are. Like, some people grew up in a more modern era where they just like what's what's popular now, like shooters and stuff. But, like, sure. to me, I, I like really simple, like, side-scroller, old-school games. So, to me, Tony Hawk is the nice medium of... It's not too it's not too sophisticated, but it's not too simple. Word, that's fair. It's just a lot of fun. It's a great time. It's so much fun to play. I still play two on PS One like weekly. Yeah, I I have it still. I mean, to me, number two is is one of those games where when it came out, it was a huge deal because the first one got a sequel because it was so good. And I remember like my whole Christmas break, it was such gnarly snow. I was oh god. So when I was, if I was eight, I was maybe in like the second grade or something. I got. Pro Skater 2 the day before it came out because I pre-ordered it and I got it um, uh, the day before my or two days before my 13th birthday because it came out on my 13th or the day before my 13th birthday and I got it the day before that. Yeah, so I just turned 8 when it came out. I was turning 8. That's crazy. I remember like I remember like I have this weird specific memory of grade school i remember it was really snowing and i was getting picked up by my mom from school it was the day before christmas break and i told one of my friends i'm like well i'm gonna go play tony hawk for two weeks straight see ya <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like that's what i did like it was like i might have had a basketball game on like the saturday and then when it was christmas you're off yeah so like i remember being like oh i have to like it's like a saturday morning and i you have to go play a basketball game. I want to fucking play Tony Hawk. Fuck that, you know. Absolutely. I, but I have like a vivid memory of like telling one of my. I remember I had a friend who was into it too, and I was like, "Oh, I got, I got it!" Like when it came out, like I'm going. That's all I give a fuck about. <laughs> and also I'm that reading, era. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I was Steve. saying I'm reading through the soundtrack now. I was adjusting my mic because I was really quiet. Um, I'm reading through the soundtrack now. The and, first um, one? No, for number two, and I'm just like, damn. This was the first time I heard Rage. a lot of a lot of important bands. Yeah, Rage, Bad Religion, Lagwagon, to name a few. That Ronin and Cyclone song's badass. Oh, that's is it pistols. the Dub Pistols? Yeah. yeah, with like the trumpet bit. Yeah. That song rules. Rip rock rap when I time travel. That song. I don't know the words, but sick. We only got five seconds, or else we'll get a copyright strike, right? Um. Uh, true. I think you know, it's seven. That era though was completely taken over by because you know we talked about like this a little bit in the in the decom episode, which was like our second one, I think, where it was like Brink and Johnny Tsunami, like everything on Disney was extreme sports. Oh yeah. And then X shout out the Jersey. The Jersey. The Jersey was sick. Um, there was a skateboarding episode of the Jersey. Yeah, that was a cool show. I I liked that show a lot. Actually, but did he? What did he like? Did they like put on? Like skate um, gear or something? No, like no, just the, like that chubby kid was just like skateboarding and like Jersey, ripped for some reason. And I'm like, you're an 11 year old chubby kid. You don't rip at skateboarding. Fuck you. In the jersey, this shit is they, unreasonable. They, they put the jersey on and then like it transforms them into like uh, pro pro athlete. ass athletes. So like, how'd they do that for <laughs> skateboarding? 
they became a skateboarder, and they were like, you, you like literally become that person in a competition. But but has skateboarders nothing, don't wear jerseys. Has nothing to do with that. But like, don't they have to put the jersey on to become the guy? They put, in, in most episodes, that is okay. how it works, but it's I don't remember what happened minute, in this it's, one. It's a singular jersey every time. It's just oh, this one yeah, old, yeah, it's yeah. their grandpa's old football jersey. Oh, yeah, it's jersey. just like this general magic jersey that can turn, tr- and turn like, you into any kind of athlete. In the first episode, the grandpa dies, and the one cousin, she's the, the one girl that hangs out with them, she gets assigned football. I think it's signed by uh, uh, Bart Starr, somebody from the Packers. And then, like, um, he gets the jersey, and he's all bummed because he wants the football. And then he puts the jersey on, and it turned him into, like, Bart Starr, and he's, like, quarterbacking Super Bowl one. And then from there, it's like, oh, I'm – somebody was a Bruins goalie. Somebody was a skateboarder. Um, it has nothing to do with shout where out, Shout out Gary Cheevers. Sorry, I just, like, fucking snapped on Steve about some show that he was, like, two years old during. He's like – it's nothing to do with that. No, but for real, like the I'm fact that I'm passionate about the jersey. Bring it, put it on Disney Plus. <laughs> Why isn't it? Because I've looked a bunch, there are a bunch of, of blood sucking motherfuckers. That's why. <laughs> no, but that was a really good question. Like, well, what kind of jersey did he wear? Skateboarders don't wear jerseys. That was super valid. So fucking yeah. Well, Grun Glifberg does, and Tony Hawk won over a T-shirt. True basketball jersey over a t-shirt. What's really mean, good? What, you know so did I mean. Twister and Rocket Power. <laughs> boogie, 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 boogie. <laughs> not saying they don't ever, you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm just giving. I'm anymore, just man. busting your chops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not, not worth it. It absolutely is. This is awesome. Um, Get me all fucking fired up about something. <laughs> I know everything about the fucking jersey, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, mad. Rules, I'm mad online. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite level in the second game? Uh, I'm very nostalgic for the hangar and the school again. I mean, considering I was an actual child when these first two games came out, I don't remember really getting very far in either of them. Sure. I, I remember like- I had like a, a playable demo that came in a magazine that had it only had France. It was the only like only level you could play. I like. I always thought that level was really awesome. But in two, my favorite level it will probably be Philadelphia. I like New Mexico. I think that's like the competition at the end where it's all like, like a bunch of bulls, right? Is it New Mexico? Yeah, it's got the Arizona. No, it's the bull ring in New Mexico. I fucking hate that level. I just like it because like I like how it looks. Sure. Um, I think a lot. Also, skate heaven. Oh yeah, for sure. But a lot of a lot of Tony Hawk games, like the levels are cool, but they're not something you see. Like, cause you know you grow up watching skate videos and you see those like old bowls with all the graffiti on them. Like that's what people were skating. Yeah. Oh, also, if you're playing Pro Skater Two on PS One, circle right up, down, circle right up, square triangle is still the code to unlock everything. I have remembered it for the last eighteen years. I'll never forget it. I wonder if Left they put Spider Man right in. The- I wonder if they put Spider-Man in the remaster. Oh, I don't know. I hope they put, like, some crazy shit in there. Like Post Malone or something. (laughs) That'd be tight. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's kind of crazy how uh, this is all... Like, I don't think it's making a comeback in the way that, uh, like, that how... I don't think it'll be as significant as it once was, but it's, like, between this and Skate 3... Or is it Skate 4? 4. Skate 4, excuse me. Um, Skate 4, like, coming out... Uh. 
it's like is Skate Four actually coming out? Yeah, they announced it. What was that game that came out like two months ago? I don't know, but I've been seeing all kinds of footage of it and it looks. Sick. I've watched a bunch of clips of it. And I'm like, oh, this looks great. So like, I forget what it's called. Yeah. I, so fuck me. <laughs> I think too a lot of um, a lot of like places have had success. Uh, places companies have had success with like remasters. This is more based on Tony Hawk than because Skate Four is supposed to be like sure. a new game. Like I have the Spyro and Crash Bandicoot ones. Yeah. And. Not only do they look great, they're still a lot of fun, and you have the nostalgic side, but also it's like they're not bad games. And I think Tony Hawk, they kind of they probably figured like, okay, sorry about that, my mic uh, stopped for a sec. But basically, all I was saying was a lot of companies with like the Crash and Spyro and whatever else have had success with these remasters. So I figured like Tony Hawk, they probably figured like not only is it a good, it's very timely because. Um, it's been a while. They haven't, you know, people have probably ready to, you know, nobody's bought a skateboarding video game in a long time, but also it's one of those the skate things games did like, okay. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying though. I just mean like, we're still approaching what? Nine it's like, years since skate it's three? like refreshing. True. Like people, people buy, all right, if you're a FIFA person, you buy FIFA every year. If you're a, um, WWE person, you buy the wrestling game every year. Right, if right. If you are a Call of Duty person, you buy that whenever it comes out. Um, whatever the thing may be. Pokemon, you know, these games that come out every year, every two years, every three years. It's like, this is kind of a breath of fresh air. Sure. And it's nostalgic, and a lot of people like me, like, I was seven when the first one came out. Uh, now I'm going to be 28, so it's like, you know, they probably figured a lot of people who were kids, when you become an adult, you have... Uh, you know, some kind of money or your own money. I don't really have any money, but uh, to buy stuff that from sure. your childhood. Like, I'm sitting here looking. I bought an action figure the other day because I am a What is it? Oh, uh, it's this. I buy all these reissue old school Power Rangers. Yo, that's cool. So, yeah, I have a whole bunch of them. This was $25. Damn. You know, like adult collector line, like how they do Star Wars Black and all that stuff. Sure, sure. So they figure they can do these collector action figures and charge you 20 bucks 30 bucks whatever video games are no different now this game's only like 40 dollars but it's like they know they're gonna get a ton of people's 40 bucks are they gonna do a physical release of this game yeah but i'm just i'm just uh i'm gonna download it because well sure i mean because that's that's right away yeah i don't but i do want the physical one I went to GameStop and the guy was like, you should pre-order it because it's going to sell out. And I'm like, dude, like I'll be able to get it because somebody will return it and sell it at disc, disc uh, replay. For sure. People, Some people are going to buy these and they're going to beat it and then they're going to be done. But the thing is, they're still going to get their 40 bucks. I'm going to beat it and keep it playing. Well, no, I don't want to say like an hour because it's two games technically. But you're going to get through it. But I'm, I'm going to beat it in three hours probably. And I'm fine with that. Without stopping. And like, I'm never going to stop. I'm going to play it for the rest of my life. Like, you're going to I've been to playing like, these two for the last 20 years. I'll play this one for 20 years. I think, uh... I think it's like one of those things, too, where it's a weird time period because PlayStation 5 comes out next year. And Xbox, uh... Comes out this year. Yeah, PlayStation 5 comes out on, like, Thanksgiving. Right, but for the next Which is, holidays. it's crazy that it's so soon. And there's not a ton of information out there. Well, COVID and all that. But I just mean, usually when it's like the holiday, when a game comes out next year is the year everybody will be getting it or the next year after that. Sure. So they're kind of in that weird limbo because it's like a lot of games suffered from like 
you know, I and I don't play a ton of video games, but the ones that I do, like NHL, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the same fucking thing as the last four years. It's like, yeah, now they're going to start doing new game engines and stuff. So I feel like this is one of those games where if they fuck it up, they have to really fuck it up because it's not going to be like, oh, this looks like last year's Tony Hawk game. Right. It's going to look better than... The, the, no, because it's still, it's still one and two. The, like, the engine is the same. The gameplay is the same. It just looks infinitely better and that's yeah well the exactly physics, what i think everybody wants the gameplay physics are probably going to be a lot better because of the system sure and it'll still be the same like the same style i just mean like n64 was really bad and playstation 1 was slightly better <laughs> like how it like played versus how it looked where like you can feel doing what you're supposed to be doing but your guy's head's going through the wall right n64 <laughs> looks so bad I like was they don't never have a big N64 guy. But also, shout out Star Fox. I like yeah, N64 Fox. because in the 90s, like it, remem- it just reminds me of like people's birthday parties when you have four people playing. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, N64 had fucking four controller inputs. That was bonkers. I remember one of my, one of my good friends, it was like his birthday party. And then the three games we played were um, uh, Goldeneye. Duh, WWE the gold. War, uh, WWF Warzone, because you could have four guys, and then the other um, one better be 1080 snowboarding. No, the one I brought it when it was new was uh, Super Smash Brothers because I got it right when it came oh, out. Oh, yo, okay, respect. And every and people were losing their minds. That was the sickest. Like that was one of those monumental games where now they still make it. Yeah, That's so like why I, I think Switch? So I think Tony Hawk is no. Yo, different. you got a Switch? Is it tight? I like it. I don't. I I don't play it as much as I should. I still gotta beat Zelda, but uh, shout out Costco. Yeah, yeah. For a bunch of reasons, it's so tight, but it also no, is just, the worst when, place. <laughs> when I worked at Costco, um, my mom came through my line, and she was just like, "Before Christmas, I was like, oh, it was like real early when we opened, but it was like our family celebrates Christmas in January. Sure, because we're Serbian, so like." We it was real. It wasn't busy for once because it was after American Christmas, like regular Christmas. Yeah. And um, my mom's in my line, and there's nobody in the whole store. I'm like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "Oh, I'm buying your brother a Nintendo Switch." And I was just like, "Excuse me." Like, are you buying me a Nintendo Switch yeah. too? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny because she's like, "Well, now that we're old, she's like, I don't know what to get you guys." So if we say like one thing that's expensive, she's like, "I'll just get you that because I don't want to shop." Because my mom likes buying presents for people, but. We're old and dumb, and she's. My just... mom asked me what I want for Christmas in like September. She's like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "I don't know what what I'm gonna want by Christmas is not the same shit I'm gonna want now." But well, then she I... just she just tells me to build an Amazon wish list and email it to her, and I'm like, "Word, easy." Well, you, are you a cam girl now? Yeah, that's like a, that's like a cam thing. Like, here's my Amazon wish list. Yeah, it's that's super tight. tight. No, um, she's been doing that for like. Ever and it's super easy. It's not a. My, uh, it's not a bad idea. We. I think Mm-mm. we said this off microphone. But my mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I told her I wanted the smoking jacket. But it's That's, like funny because because I don't smoke. No, but like how sick is a smoking jacket? I want to get a picture painted of me in a couple years when I turn thirty. I want it to be me holding like a cigar and, and like a dog with like a like a red wine or a cognac and like have my smoking jacket on and get it painted. Fucking yeah. Like, that'd be, like, super... That's the only thing I'll have in my house because I can't afford anything else. A completely empty-ass house but that painting? (laughs) 
Probably like I'll get like a couch for free from someone who's throwing it out. I'll go pick it up at night. That'd be the tightest house. Do you guys um like I don't know, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like those guys who drive trucks around the, the night before garbage gets picked up and they pick shit up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, like I've been putting garbage like I've been taking the garbage out at night so I don't have to wake up and do it in the morning and like there's some fucking weird dudes driving around at night and I'm kinda like, I don't really like this. It's like, oh hey man, not, what like, you got? They're not like scary, like I don't feel like they're gonna come attack me or anything like that, but they're like weird. Yeah, that is a very weird thing to do. Like you look in the back of their truck and I'm like, it's not like they're just taking appliances people are throwing, they're taking all kind of shit. Anything. Anything so. that's not like food waste. Otherwise, it's they'll probably grab they it. Sell it. They'll, they could sell it for scrap. It's super funny how. Oh, did I stop? Or am I going? No, I'm good. Uh, it's super funny how like we get off topic on this podcast, and that was one of the things I started talking We're about. Talking just about now. talking about scrap. Metal. The creepy scrap guys who cruise around in the yeah. middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, with their loud riders trucks. on riders on the storm playing by fucking uh, uh, the doors like while they're driving around. <laughs> They're driving like fucking like nineteen ninety four Ford Rangers that are just like rusted to shit. Those guys rule. Hell yeah. So, so when you played Pro Skater One, who did you choose? Like you always, there was always the the character that you picked all the time. Uh, usually, Rune Glyphberg was mine. Word. Uh, in the first one, I remember picking Bob Burnquist a lot, and then from there on, it was uh, Kareem Campbell. Steve kind of looks like Bob Burnquist. <laughs> That's Sick. not bad though. Like, but I actually I've never really put this together. Yeah, Steve kind of looks like Bob Burnquist. That's fucking cool. Was him and was it him and Bucky Lassick who had the team in the X Games of Flying Monkeys? I want to say yeah, they but also I, th- I think that might be Bob Burnquist and Andy Tony- McDonald. Yeah, I think you're. Right. I think Tony Hawk was with Bucky Lassick. I think so both, too. Yeah, because they were both birdhouse. But Andy, Andy McDonald and Bob Burnquist were like on the firm, and I think Powell. Yeah, I don't know. I think you could just be a teammate with whoever because it was it was doubles. Yeah, yeah. I just remember doubles like, watching... like in the nineties was a tight ass thing, and that doesn't like I think vert skating has like been dead for twenty years. If you watch the X Games, guys do it, um, and there's really great inline stuff still. It's just he doesn't look gets... Korean. <laughs> it's a look. Um, there's really great. There's really great inline stuff. There's really great skateboarding vert. But the problem is nobody cares. It's the same thing with like um, with like dirt bikes. Like back in the day, like Travis Pastrana, like was everywhere, and now like people don't pay attention to that. But it's still there. It's just no one cares. It's not in the mainstream. It's kind of like you know what? It's it's a lot like the music scene. Okay. To me, yeah, because like seems- in in the that same time period, like the late '90s, more underground centric music was absolutely huge. Like, here's a good here's a good shot. I'll I'll give this real quick. You know how like you'll meet somebody who doesn't listen to like underground music as much, and then sure. they'll be like, "I'll wear a Blink shirt," and they'll be like, "Oh, they were a great band," and like, I wish they still made that kind of music, like them and Newfound Glory and Green Day, and then you're like. Yeah, I can all these f- bands exist, and there's a bunch of other ones too now. I could name fifty current pop punk bands, and they're just like people have no clue because the story so far and Knuckle Puck and whoever you know aren't on MTV. MTV doesn't really exist, but like it's just and, like and, and those bands are huge within a 
specific circle. Right. But outside of that specific circle, they're not. But in 1999, Blink was the biggest band in the world. Yeah, so like my that's kind of where I'm going is like I right, think that's like how you dramatic. can't go you can't go to Best Buy or FYE and get like some kind of underground skate tape, but you used to be able to at those times. Oh yeah. But oh, you yeah. also you also can't get like a fucking you know, certain bands merch. Sometimes Hot Topic gets small runs of underground shit, but like not real underground shit, just like bands that are kind of cutting through enough to sell. Sure. So I just think it's more like more or less the time that we live in it's like it's really ass backwards but it's cool at the same time because it's like it sucks that it's harder for people to get exposed to things like skateboarding or cool music but at the same time if you do like something you can go on the internet and it's all there it's not as easy for to come across it in a commercial sense like it used to be but it's so much easier to find it on the internet now than it ever was. So it's al- it's almost the same. It's just a, a different approach to it. If you own the rights to something, like subscription services are going to be the biggest thing. They are the biggest thing in the world. Like, obviously Spotify for music and podcasts and whatever. But you look at, like, Disney+. Plus. Sure. Um, for people who like wrestling, WWE Network has... Everything you could, they have every episode of Raw from 1993 to now. I mean, that's insane to have on an app that's like 10 bucks a month and they have all kind of other shit. Um, obviously, everybody knows about Hulu and Netflix, but then there's like all kind of other um, things that haven't been tapped into yet. Like, what if you have a subscription for video games? Steam. Like, no, but like old ones. Does that exist? Not yet. Like what, like what if, it will like, within the next year or two, for okay, sure. Like you know, you know um, how you can get a, on Switch. You pay to play like the the old ones on a monthly. Basis. Oh, That's so this does about. exist. So say, yeah. so say like instead of because they don't want people. I know Nintendo's cracking down on it, but like people download ROMs instead of these. Like I have the SNES, the SNES Classic. Mm-hmm. It's like preloaded games. But what if you can just get a controller on your laptop and be like. Oh, it's my twelve ninety nine a month or whatever, and you have every Nintendo game that's not current, like all the cartridges, every PlayStation one and two game or whatever. I know it's a lot of licensing, but like as far as some of the brands, like anything Sony owns, they can put up for PlayStation. They though they have they, they have PS Now. It's not everything, but it's like a handful of games from like PS two. Is that what PS Now is? Yeah, I've seen ads and shit for it, but I. Like, I don't really give a shit about video games other than Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. It's cool. It's cool, but you need to have, like, decent internet. Because, like, Word. I, um... The future is now. Now. Um, it's, only, the future's been for a minute. My only no, working, I, uh... My only working system is, like, my Switch and my PlayStation. Which, only, right? But, like, all my old systems, like, don't really work. So, like, at least, like, uh... Like, PS3 era. Like, that generation. So I'm like, I want to play Metal Gear Solid 3, but I want to play the HD remaster. So like, I did the free trial of PS Now, but uh, I needed to stay connected to the internet at all times, or else like you'd get lag in a single player game, like which sucks. Yeah, that's lame. But I, no, I uh, I'm saying I'm on a wired connection say- now, so it probably works better. I should actually try that. You have a hardwire in your PlayStation? Um, you could do Ethernet. That's genius. 
you can do Ethernet. Well, that's just like how uh, I did Wi-Fi for a long time. But since I started playing Warzone, it, like my internet was just unplayable because of where we had the router in the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't care about watching TV anymore because there was no sports during quarantine. I'm like, I'm just going to put the router in my room. And that's what I did. I was going to just say two things. I am not a huge video game guy, so I was unaware. But that's exactly what I was talking about with revenue and streaming. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I was going to say is I just quoted Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves when I said the future is now. So if anybody gets that reference, um, Gordon and I are going to watch the space shuttle take off. And uh, I don't even remember what he says. We're just going to take off on the answering machine. Um, Shout out Rick Moranis. Probably within – it was during – quarantine um i watched honey i blew up the kid oh that's like that late 80s ass one or early 90s it was like mid 90s early 90s like they made their kid giant and he just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger because of like power lines or some other shit and at (laughs) one point he like ran to las vegas Uh uh-huh and he took, yeah, like, the, the huge neon Les Paul from in front of the Hard Rock Cafe and was, like, <laughs> yeah. shredding on it. Like, I had, it was I had so sick. On, I had that on VHS as a kid, but I, I liked Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, that's, like, the late, like the 97-ish. It was, like, the last one. one, right? Yeah, and, like, I think so. And, like, they the, the parents are strong, so the kids are, like, throwing a party or whatever. And I'm pretty – I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the one kid who's, like, the brother of the girl. The nerdy kid? No, the not the nerdy one. The other one, he's got like he's got like major butt cut. Like Brown, the handsome Brown. kid. Sure, I Ricky think, King. No, not Ricky King. He's one of the bro. It's it's the the oh. girl's brother, Mitchell or whatever. The okay. one that passes. Oh, okay. Out. No, because they call that, Ricky King, and she's like, "Ricky King, you're cute." I remember that shit. Yeah, he's like, "Ricky King, <laughs> I think you're cute." And then, and then she's like, "Fucking the one dude's like, he's like, this is the voice of God." <laughs> He's like, okay, Dad, you can stop pretending to be God now. But um, I'm pretty sure that that kid who plays her brother, I'm pretty sure that's the kid who shoots the Reverend in Seventh Heaven when the the, the Reverend gets shot by a kid. Do you think we're ever, like, I kind of hope the answer is no, but do you think we're ever going to have an episode of the show where we don't mention Seventh Heaven? No, because this is a 90s, <laughs> this is like a 90s nostalgia podcast. I think, uh... I think if I ever get on a show where it's like trivia for money, if it's not 90s, I'm fucked. If it's 90s, I'm going to be richer than anybody will ever know. True. Because I'm like talking about actors. Like, no, in the sitcoms one, I was talking about the fucking girl who played Gia, and I was listing off shit that she was on in the 90s. Yeah, and that girl's like a fucking just bitch. (laughs) But like, never as, always as a B roll, like, secondary character. So I yeah, have no life. She's never been the star. She's just been the fucking villain. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um. So on Pro Skater 2, you always picked Rune Glyphberg, and then no. you always picked Kareem Campbell? Yeah. On 2, I switched to... I did a lot of Steve Caballero, I feel like. Yeah, because he was new. Well, he was new, but he was like also in retrospect super throwback because he was like Bird Brigade or a Bones Brigade. Like it's crazy bit. that the the two people they added to one and two are like two of the oldest important skateboarders of all time, and they weren't in the first one. 
when I got a little bit older and I got really into skateboarding too, like I really appreciated some of the guys on the rosters over the years because I got super into Bones Brigade and like all that old shit. Sure. So like Steve Caballero, I mean, I still I would buy one of his. They, I know they sell the shirts still on Pal Peralta where it's like the dragon. Oh yeah. And nice they still have shirt. and people people still sub wear buy half cabs all the time. And the the whole original roster is coming back. Yeah, that, everyone's coming back and a bunch of new people. I was looking at the roster and the soundtrack and oh, shout out Skepta because I was talking about Skepta being on FIFA and there and then on this new game shut down by Skepta is going to be on it. They added like a shit ton of songs, and, which I think is cool. Yeah, it just makes it. But at the same time, I kind of wish they didn't. You could well, probably you could probably go in the options and. I would say they songs. used to have Tony True. Hawk games used to have that we could turn some off. But the one thing I'll say is I I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, a bunch of people who probably don't have the nostalgia for it are gonna buy it, and they're gonna be like, "Why are there only eight songs?" <laughs> the first one. No, but now there's there's like what like forty five or something. It's like the I don't know whole I'm, soundtrack I'm still... from one and two. Minus, it's not the whole thing. There's a couple songs I couldn't get. They Look, only took, I'm gonna. Sorry, go ahead. They only took off like two songs from each, or two songs total. Do you know which ones things? they are? I had it pulled up. I don't have it pulled up now. Do they, could they not get the rights, or are they just controversial songs? I think they just couldn't get the rights. I was gonna say, um, I think because uh, you know times are completely different from '99 and 2000, but um, you never know. But uh, I was just going to say, like, uh, I will start becoming a huge video game person when I can just put whatever songs I want and integrate them into the games with the game sounds. Then you I'll used just to, not, you, you used to, that was, to uh, do that. Like, remember? On, uh, there was some extreme sports game from back in the day on PlayStation where you could be playing the game and then you pause it and then you open your PlayStation and you pop a CD in and you could listen to the CD while playing the game with the game sounds. In Monster Rancher, you have to like put in CDs to like create your monster. It's real weird. Did you ever have that game? No, but I absolutely oh. just talked over Steve. I'm sorry. No, I mean, uh, in the 360 days, you were able to like upload CDs onto your console. Sure. And do that, or uh, you used to do that on the original Xbox. You could do that. Some games supported it. Like it was actually, I remember, uh, like Tony Hawk's uh, Underground Two and. Uh, Whatever the one was after it, American Wasteland, it would like shuffle in like songs we uploaded onto our system into the soundtrack, which was cool. So just Green Day nonstop. Yep. <laughs> Did we have Green Day on our Xbox? Yeah, I uploaded like a ton of Green. Like when I was learning guitar, so this is like 2005. So it was like American Idiot was like their current album, and then I had like Super Hits and Dookie and all that, like burned copies of them. Um, 37 new songs added? Damn. And, uh, uh, some of them are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can't probably name more than like three or four bands who they are without seeing it. Um, Yeah, I have no idea who any of them are. Uh, I don't really listen to anything besides fucking like the four albums I talk about every week when I'm like, what have you been listening to? So You listening to anything cool lately? Um, No. <laughs> not really. Actually, I've not been. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Cool. Um, you still listen to Phoebe Bridgers all the time? Uh, yeah, she did a live stream performance yesterday, which was really cool. She played her entire album. Um, and I've been listening to like a shitload of Kublai Khan. 
Yo. Like the hardest. I listened to, um, well, I'm trying to think if there's anything I cool I'm listening to. I'm going to look real quick, because I've been listening to a ton of podcasts lately for some reason. Sure. I'm like on a kick where I do that. Oh, well, I mean, I've been listening to Weezer's Pinkerton a lot. I don't like Pinkerton. Yeah, I mean, Pinkerton to me is, I get some people don't care about it, but to me it's like a huge, like, amazing. No, I think, I think everyone cares about Pinkerton besides me. I mean, it just fits in with, like, all the 90s emo that I like. Sure. Like, I like Blue. My favorite Weezer album is Green. I mean, we can probably have a whole podcast about Weezer. I can um, only talk about two Weezer records that I love. And, well, no, because that last one they put out, that Van Halen-ass, like, hair metal record is fucking sick. I mean... I don't know, like, to me it's weird, like, when I want to listen to Weezer, I listen to the Blue Album, and when I want to listen to, like, 90s Emo, I put on Pinkerton. It's, like, two different vibes for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, like, they're completely different not, records. It's, it's not like, uh, it's not like when you're, like, listening to a band, you're like, I want to listen to Trapped Under Ice, which record do I put on? I just said Trapped Under Ice because I'm staring at the poster, but, you know, whoever. So Trapped Under Ice rules. The three songs, uh, not on the, the game from yeah. the original... Uh, Unsane committed. Oh, bummer. Alley Life out with the old, and then uh, the High and Mighty B Boy document. Oh, that sucks. That's oh, so sick. both That's of the last the last two songs you said are like hip hop songs from two, and they're fucking fire. I have yeah. a playlist I made on Spotify, and it's just all B Boy shit. The the good thing is tight. Like, everything else though is there. Yeah. which is which is awesome. And then, uh, as far as I can tell, all the new stuff looks pretty cool for the most part. Good. Uh, you know what I've been listening to lately, which is you're gonna think this is lame, but like, because I've been just doing a lot of weird stuff and recording with electronical, excuse me, electronic music. Um, been listening to a lot of like Cuban, like Latin music, like the stuff they had on Dexter. Did you write that? Is weird. Um, it's super weird, I know, but, like, when I'm, the reason I put that kind of music on when I'm working on stuff, like, on Photoshop or something. Sure, I, yeah, I feel that, like, if I'm working on something that's not music, I'll put on something So, kind of how I told you, I'll put on the space tourism stuff when I'm, like, working on something. Sure. It's, like, I like instrumental music a lot, so, like, it's, like, Polyphia, your shit, and, like, lately I've been, like, because I, I go through, like, stages where I look for jazz, like, not like jazz stuff that people care about, but like jazz that gets sampled in hip hop. Sure. Like I like jazz rap and stuff like that. So like, I'll like look up like playlists where it's like jazz vibes, but it's really people making rap beats, but it's like jazz. Sure. So I was looking for that with like Latin stuff, and all I was hearing was Travis Barker drum fills. <laughs> uh, today at work, I was listening to a daily mix at work today, and uh, Detroit by Fireworks came on. Oh, jeez, I haven't heard that in years. And uh, I was like, yo, I haven't listened to, like, all I have to offer is my own confusion or gospel in a long time. And I used to listen to those records constantly. So I put them both on today and listened to them both back to back. And those records are fucking incredible. And also, I uh, still have never stopped listening to the new Hum. Yeah, new Hum is like the fucking shit. <laughs> new <laughs> like Hum is the heaviest album ever made. I'm going to hook up my Mesa cabs, and I'm going to play the hum record through both of them, just, like, lay on my floor and listen to them. <laughs> it's so Find thick. a way to hook up both your Mesa cabs and your A-10. 
I don't know if I have enough power for Start that. Start blowing out more power. <laughs> I love how Tim Taylor from uh, Home Improvement has become a staple of this podcast. Yeah, Yo, he has. What, what if they had him as a playable character on Tony Hawk? And he had like his tool belt, like a shirt and tie on. He would just ride a toolbox. No, <laughs> his deck would have no. It'd have to have the tool time logo where it's like the tape measure. Yep. <laughs> like a deck you'd have to buy. They did a special edition of the game that comes with a skate deck. Not a, not a home improvement skate deck. Yeah, they're all fucking gone. If it's not a home improvement skate deck, I'm not down. No, it's a no. It's an old like uh like a ninety eight ninety nine birdhouse. Um, oh. He had like these three decks that had like skeleton versions of like yeah, Duncan's. That's it was actually, one of those. That's actually it was fucking killer. so tight. I was that's I actually, saw it. It was like sixty bucks. I'm like, oh, I want this, and they're all gone. That's actually killer. I would have got that. Um, yo, I was gonna tell you though, uh, that fucking pop punk like rock uh, mm-hmm. home improvement theme you made. Mm-hmm. That's maybe my favorite thing I've ever heard in my life, and I think that we should just—they should have that in the game. Like I'll just skate to that on loop. Like it took, skate. like legitimately to track that and put it together took like twelve minutes. <laughs> Why didn't we talk about that on the live stream? I don't know. If you tuned into our live stream, thanks. If you didn't, um, we have a Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, and occasionally we'll do like a live stream, and uh, we could take questions while we're doing it. I think it was mostly Joe, but it was a hundred percent Joe. And then Jess was like Lipschitz. And then <laughs> no, somebody, some somebody was talking about like, poster. oh, so, some guy's like, oh, he's like, oh, do you guys like any like real metal? I was like, no, <laughs> of course, no. <laughs> it's all uh, we only we only like what was it sissy sissy shit. Well, yeah, it's funny because like, like, what's the, you know any good metalcore? None of that sissy shit. I'm like, no, like, I only know the sissy shit. Sorry, guys. Fucking last week, I was talking about like Martyr AD and Dead Guy and fucking like Turmoil, and this guy's like, oh no, it's like sissy shit. Like, what do you listen? You just listen to people like fighting, like bum fights. You just put your earphones in to listen to bum fights. <laughs> Holy shit, bum fights! Oh my god. <laughs> you remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, whole. That's like. <clears throat> The least chill shit ever. That's so uncool. It's like taking... It's it's like... Uh, it, it has to be somewhat... Like, some of them have to be, like, staged. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, still brutal. No, but, like, these assholes just found, like, crazy guys. And like, hey, we're going to pump you full of crack, and you're going to fight, and we're going to film it, and we're going to make money off of it. And that's bogus. It's kind of what porn is. Yeah, the porn industry is very bogus too, I bet. I'm just, every industry. There's no good industry. No, there's not. Fuck industries. <laughs> all a bunch of bastards, all of you. Agriculture's tight. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just think uh, there's always there's always like an up and down to everything. But I, I was just like, that's the only thing I could think of that was possibly like harder to listen to than like some of the bands i was talking about sure because like it gets to a point where like the bands that are just heavy and nothing else they're almost easy to listen to because it's just breakdown after breakdown right like that's why like I, this is getting off topic but like why bands like okay don't get me wrong both great bands but like knock loose and code orange they're huge because if you like heavy music it's straight up pure heavy yeah 
great bands, but I'm just saying, like, people sometimes are like, well, I don't like this other shit, and it's like, yeah, it's, like, a little bit harder to listen to if it's just, like, thrash and high-pitched screaming, but if it's, like, breakdown, 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 it just kind of gets shit going, so, I mean, whatever. I mean, considering considering all I've been listening to lately is cool, but, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Yeah, that's, I mean, a, the, like, a premium example of breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. They Kublai have breakdown... Khan. That break only bass breakdown. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. self destruction. It's so sick. <laughs> My favorite cool. is uh is this BC, where it's just drums for a measure. And I'm like, how is the hardest riff where there's no riff? The hardest part of the song is just a china and a kick, real slow. It's just I like it's just, cool. like it's just a beat, and I'm like, okay, why when everything drops out, I want to just start beating ass. I saw See? Kubokan like at t- a couple times. I saw them at Warp Tour, like the last Warp Tour they played. It was weird. <laughs> we played with them at a DIY space in Pilsen like four years ago. That's really? so sick. No, it was like a, this huge like all day thing that the guy from Drowning put together, and he put us on it. And like we, I saw the lineup. and I'm like, Yo, why are we on this? Steve was Kubokan on that knocked loose headliner last year. No, we saw them with counterparts. I think. It was like five years ago. We saw them with uh, Acacia, Acacia Strain, Strain counterparts and uh, Fit for an Autopsy. I was thinking a Jesus Peace was on that Knocked Loose tour. I fucking love Jesus Peace. I mean, they're all the same like type of bands. So like, if you feel like if you like one of them, you might enjoy the rest. Not say not not saying they're the same band, but I mean they're pretty. Sure, I don't like Fit for an Autopsy. I think Fit for an Autopsy is insanely good, but that's just because I'm a Will Putney nerd. But they're not the same type of music. They're just metal. Like, yeah, they're, so straight, they're, they're, they're more metal. like death metal, deathcore compared to... Yo, not related to the music, but their newest record from last year, the variant, the vinyl variants, I saw a picture. Somebody had all of them. They're the craziest variants I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like They actually tragic, turned out like the picture is. See a Tragic Beast vinyl looks great. First, he's yeah. gonna pull out a physical, like, yo, look, I got it. No, I actually don't have that does. <laughs> Fit for an autopsy, though, that's just Will Putney's band, so it's like. Will Putney's fun. in Fit for an Autopsy? Yeah, that's his band. Like his I did not band. know that. So like, I knew he, he was in a band, and I know that he's like the best heavy record producer ever. Yeah, but, but like, that's I didn't like, know he was in Fit for an Autopsy. That's I, know why I know he's an end, right? I know he's an end. Yeah. So that's but why I, end. I thought it was just like a, a super group for fun kind of thing. So, like, end is like. So, like. The one guitar player, Greg Thomas, was like in Missigs and Shy Halud. Oh shit! And then uh, there's Will Putney. Larry, you still there? All right. Okay. Sorry. What I was saying before the technical difficulties. Um. So like the one end, it's Greg Thomas who was doing Shy Halud, and uh, he was in Missigs for a bit, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The other end is Will Putney. So they kind of they kind of balance the like the crazy death metal and the crazy hardcore out so that's why end has that kind of sound they do sure. half and half so it makes a lot of sense i don't put on a fit for an autopsy like all the time but i did listen to the record and i was like this is kind of cool but it sound i think it just sounds amazing cuz it's will like i liked it cuz of how it sounded yeah which is will really Will can record nerdy. a band that i don't like and probably make me really like the album well that's the thing is like it's not like you could be like i don't really care for these songs but like Anything he does, it sounds so good. It's like, damn, like right. He's insane, incredible. But anyways, I'm I'm getting super. I mean, I'm not getting real off topic because we talk mostly about music. But um, I feel like Steve, are you still there? Yeah, I'm looking up the name of this song. Oh okay. Oh word. Um, basically, like I feel like this 
uh, this new game is going to be really cool because it's going to be nostalgic at first, but then a lot of people are going to maybe get into the culture a little bit for like, you know, and it might open up for some bands and some skateboarding and stuff like that. You might sure. start to see a little bit of a resurgence. Not much, but I mean, you had, you know, you have the opportunity there to do some more if you want to. Absolutely. Hopefully. We'll see. I will probably, when I play it the first time, I will probably pick the same people I picked always. Because I, I pick Chad Muska and Andrew Reynolds always. Is Jamie Bam Thomas gonna, sometimes too. Is Bam going to be in it? He wasn't on one or two. I know, but they added more people, didn't they? Yeah, but they added like Nigel Houston and then a bunch of like young ass kids. Oh, like new skaters? Like super new, like which is fucking super cool. I feel like a lot of guys I liked weren't in a lot of, like I liked Chris Cole growing up and like he was like never in the fucking games. Chris Cole, oh, he was in skate. He was in skate, but like um, I just mean like like guys like Chris that, Cole is where, one of the greatest skateboarders of all time. Yeah, but they never signed him on Tony Hawk. Um, I really fucking like Rodney Mullen too, so I'll probably play as him. Other than Chris Cole, who do you think could have been in that game? Well, I'd have to look at the time, like for the timeline, because Chris Cole might have not been. Yeah, timeline timeline wise, they did kind of nail it, but they forgot a few. I think. So, so like, here's something like I, I think about a lot. If you look at games now, so like, if you play any sports games, they always have like legendary guys or teams. Sure. And then if you play like the wrestling games, they always have the old school '80s and '90s guys. So for a skateboarding game, which is in that kind of vein, I feel like you should have. Tony Hawk, but like 1980, whatever Tony Hawk, uh, 99 Tony Hawk when he did the 900. You know these different. They did like, that in two. Did they? You could unlock 80s Tony Hawk in Pro Skater Two. Fair enough, but I just mean like you should have a whole ass cast of them. Oh sure, you know? like so um, like. What's his name? You said his name wrong like a long time ago when we oh, were doing oh, this episode. Oh, oh Christian Osoy. For Christian sure. Soy. Travis is you call them. Yeah, Travis is <laughs> um, uh, You know, Ryan Sheckler. Um, right, well, when the first pro skater came out, Ryan Sheckler was like six. No, 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 but I'm just saying like now, if you're doing like retro, you know, Sean White, when he oh, was sure. winning medals in both winter and summer. Uh, True. Games, or how about um, a guy like, um, what was that? Oh, Mike McGill, who invented the McTwist. He was back more in the 80s and early 90s. He's never sure. like been in the games. I feel like Mike Vallely should be in Pro Skater 1 or 2. Yeah, I feel um, like Mike V didn't get popular until later. I don't know why, because he's... He's basically it, in bum fights. <laughs> There's that video of him like, he, beating yeah, everyone's like ass. Yeah, to call back to bum fights and Mike V, like that's all accurate as shit. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like Ed Templeton should have been in Pro Skater 2. That's a, yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, for sure. Uh, Heath Kerchart. I'm trying to think, like, because, again, see, it's hard for, like, I got into skateboarding with that, so it's, like, a lot of guys I paid attention to, unless I was watching retroactive videos like I did with Bones Brigade and stuff, it was sure. a lot of people who were current, like, I would buy a lot of, like, the Element videos, I, like, watched the Girl videos, and a lot of those main people eventually made their way into games if they weren't right away. Sure. What is your favorite skate video ever? I feel like that's uh, that lines up with this, that's appropriate. Oh, I don't know. I like a lot of bad ones. Like I, there's some really great skate videos, but like I like really like like I'll sit down and fucking watch fucking uh, the Animal Chin like fucking Pal Peralta one where they're yeah, searching for him. Like, a but big then they ass find, deal. 
But at the end, they find those two huge half pipes that connect, and they're going nuts, and it's like four dudes all at the same time doing fucking crazy tricks and you know ga- doing the gaps and stuff. Um, the one I watched the most growing up was Elementality Two. That's a great video. It's a great video, and obviously, like a lot of the BAM stuff was super popular at that time. But Element also just had a bunch of guys who were underrated. Sure. And they had a lot of good street skaters. Actually, Nigel Houston, speaking of of him, that was kind of like when he started, like right after he signed, he was real young. Nigel Houston Houston turned pro, I think, at 11 or some shit. Yeah, so he was like a teenager in that video. He's like a billionaire and one of the best skateboarders of all time, and he's like fucking Steve's age. And he's been pro for like 15 years. Must be nice. (laughs) I, uh, Um, I, I'm just, I'll be honest, I'm just not very inclined with a lot Fair. of the culture. I think it's very interesting, and if you put on yeah. a skate video, I'll admire it. Um, I can talk about, like, what I think the best skate videos ever are, because I've seen so many, so many times, like, uh, yeah, right, and yeah. Fully Flared. So fully funny. Flared is one of the best. I, my personal favorite skate video of all time is Minefield, the Alien Workshop video. Because it's, like, it's a skate video, I... but it's also, like, just... A bunch of like art student, like filmer guy, art piece shit. Um, it's really incredible. I really like a lot of Alien Workshop stuff. I actually have an Alien Workshop deck right now that's like the throwback logo with the colors and the aliens. The dark and blue one. It will. It's like the the my deck is like dyed like a bluish green. It's like but the where they slapped that old look mm. on all of them. I was going to say in that Elementality um, 2 video, because that one I came out in like 06, I think, when I was in like the 8th grade or something like that. Mm-hmm. That Tosh Townen, that dude they had with the, like the fucking crazy long like blonde hair. Yeah. I watched his segment so many times because it was such crazy street skating, and he was hitting rails and shit, like doing shit where I was like impressed. But I think it was because... It wasn't like guys who were vert guys. Like this is one of those videos where I was like, "Wow, there's a bunch of new guys I haven't watched yet," and they weren't doing like crazy vert stuff where you expect them to. They're doing these creative tricks and settings. You're like, "How are they even pulling that off?" So right. I think that's what impressed me a lot. I didn't mean to backtrack, but okay. I, that 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 impressed me a lot when I was getting more into like skate videos and stuff. Were the yeah right? Uh, were the yeah right ones the ones where like they would yell like the, yeah right? Those are the girl videos. Yeah. And Eric, Co- Eric, Eric Costin, Costin, Eric Costin so is. This might be a bold statement, but I'll say it. Eric Costin is the greatest skateboarder of all time. Eric Costin was so good. There was also some good flip videos back in the day. Flip had a lot of good videos. Uh, Misled Youth, that early Zero video was really amazing. Um, and Birdhouse, oh, yeah. the end. I'm trying oh, to think. God. There's so many. I've seen. All, fucking all of them, and they're all so good. But fully flared, minefield, in the end, are my favorite skate videos. I like. I well, kind of want to watch one of those tonight. I like the CKY videos, but I don't think those count. I think those are like. Uh, I hate the CKY videos. Fucking what's adjacent, the dude adja- skating adjacent? They're incredibly adjacent because it's the same dudes in these videos. No, they're but not they, skating. They, they're fucking they, shitting. They have like they have like a few like they'll have segments where there's cool skate clips. Like there, this is like when Bam was young and he got signed. Nike tried to do skate shoes the first time and they were like complete shit. So if you look closely, he's wearing his SSLs and he just like tapes a Nike logo on them. Yep. Um, 
Who's they the found dude Bjork's house in Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Who was the dude who used to get super pissed when he would bail and he would like throw his skate deck into the oncoming traffic? Um. Uh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he had a, they had a name for him. It was I gotta find it. Fuck. That was in CKY2K. Yeah, exactly. And he what would, the like, fuck so was his name? Oh, we'll figure it out. Um, I remember I got a copy of CKY2K for I think my 13th birthday from one of my friends, and I had to hide it from my mom. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. I watched that into the ground growing up. I think they're all like Bjork's house. <laughs> it Carrie, is on YouTube. Like, I watched I it like three months ago. I think it was Carrie Getz. It was yeah. Uh, they called him Hockey Temper Gets. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's where they did like the Microsoft <laughs> Sam like, voice, and it'd be like like his dialogue of when he's angry. Because they would have like clips, and it'd be Bam and like Mike Maldonado like doing like nose grinds and shit, and like random like downtown Philly, and then it would just be Carrie Gets like bailing some losing gap his and then mind, with throwing the, his deck the, into oncoming the traffic. Voiceover though, break. where it's just like, "Hello, my name is Carrie Gets." It's like Microsoft Sam. <laughs> When I get when I bail, I get super pissed or whatever, and he would just oh my god, it's like so him funny. throwing his board into a dumpster. That was definitely it. Oh, oh that's man. awesome. So good. I mean, is as much entertainment as like CKY and Viva La Bam and Jackass and all that was. They did do some stunts with skateboarding every now and then that were really impressive. Oh sure, sure. They're not skate video stuff, but like. People forget how to, like people like would shit on Bam when he got popular, but he's not that good. I'm like, no, he's really. Bam good. was a just, great skateboarder. He just started spending more time like shitting on people, literally, literally shitting. Like on he people. was good enough at skateboarding to turn fucking pro. Yeah. For like, and he for, he didn't even start on Element. Like he turned pro on Toy Machine in like '95 or something. It was like Toy Machine, Nike, and uh, something else. He had some other endorsement. And like, and then he just got. He signed with Element, and then he got famous for, like, well, smacking his friends on the cheek with his dick. And then he's like, oh, I'm making millions of dollars doing this. I'm going to do this instead. Well, Bam was so popular, his, like, basically his TV show got integrated into Tony Hawk. Right. That's how popular. We'll talk about those games probably another episode, but, like, Bam was so popular that, like, Tony Hawk's Underground, the first one, just the Bam mission, it's, like, him from the show. Mm-hmm. And then the second game, the second game is just a Viva La Bam game. With Benjamin Franklin and all that malarkey. Because because Tony Hawk is on the first episode <laughs> of Viva La Bam where they turned his house into a skate park and Tony Hawk and like that's when like Rune, I think it's Rune Glisberg or Jeff Raleigh like one of them gets like real drunk and passes out in the woods. I think it's Jeff Raleigh. <laughs> it's so funny. Speaking of drunk skateboarders, Dustin Dolan was amazing. <laughs> Shout out. Baker Three is one of the best skate videos too. I feel like Baker um, and Etnies together, because of Ryan Sheckler, you started seeing Ryan Sheckler skated for Plan B. Didn't he start with, with Baker? He may have. That's true. I'm not sure. I have to double-check that. But I was going to say, some of those brands... Well, here, I'm going somewhere with this, so hang tight. Like, guys like Ryan Sheckler, Rob Dyrdek with, like, DC and stuff. DC was always popular before that, but... Sure. A lot of these brands got such mainstream exposure that people would start wearing them that had nothing to do with skateboarding. Sure. And I think, obviously, Bam, with all the element and audio stuff, but, you know, um, like, more recently, it's Paul Rodriguez. When he left 
um, I forget who he was with. He He's a P-Rod skater from Plan B, and then Plan he B. started Primitive. Um, Primitive. Yeah, he was with Plan B and Nike. He was one of the first Nike 2.0 guys. Like, oh, God, 15 or 17. Oh, Paul Rodriguez is a full-ass goat. He is one of the best of all time. And I think he's one of the smart guys because he saw through his tenure of how stuff got popular. So when he started licensing like Dragon Ball Z. Yep. I mean, I see people wearing primitive DBZ stuff and those shirts are expensive. Like for t-shirts, you know. Jimmy bought yeah. Jimmy bought them at a stolaway show. Yeah, we were playing at Royal and he went into this <laughs> like fucking thing of buying primitive stuff. Shout out Jimmy like, Klein. Yeah. Shout out Heavy Cream. But, Shout um, out Jimmy fucking Klein. I love that kid. Goat. He's the sickest. Yeah, I, but um, it's definitely a, you definitely made a point though. Like, uh, I'm sure at times where we were all in high school, there was that one uh, shoe brand or something that you saw people. Well, Thrasher, 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 more recently. That was more like five years ago. But Thrasher is the current day what DC was 15 years ago. And for me in high school, uh, Etnies became just like everyone had Etnies, and they. You know, weren't involved in that world at all. Everyone had Etnies when I was in high school too, though. Like Etnies have just always been around. Yeah, and I like kids Etnies, who didn't skate just always wore Etnies. But and I don't like, get it because like Etnies are fuck ugly. Well, there was like a short window where because I wore audio a lot when I skated because I liked well obviously Bam wore them, Tony Hawk wore them during that time too. But I liked audios because of like I liked the way their padding was around the ankle. Usually, it had like a lot of padding up top. Mm-hmm. And I felt like some skate shoes had more padding on the back, like the heel and the toe. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, because I didn't, I had a couple, I think I had two of BAM's models, but I had a lot of other pro models, like for audio, I had so many audios. But people wore them during that window where they had different BAM models with hardograms and stuff. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. not like calling them a poser, be pissed off, but I'd be kind of shocked because I'm like, you don't, like, I wore skate shoes for a long time before that, and people would ne- never wear that to school. No. So it was like a really weird. I, don't know, I always just, skated America, just because of Andrew Reynolds. That's fair. Andrew like, Reynolds stopped skating for America, like within the last year, and he's been around since the birth of that company. He skated America for like twenty five years, and well, he them, just stopped. Them Etnies and S are all like under one company now. Yeah, it's like the Tom Yetto, like because Tom Yetto does like. Toy Machine and like all these other debt companies at once too. So S, like they reissued the, like the original cells, not the skinny ones, where they're like yeah, the ones black. Andy wears those every day to work. Yeah, so I was gonna um, order a pair, but then I realized how f- I forgot how fat those shoes were. Right. So like, imagine me wearing like the jeans that I wear, like and normal. like giant skate yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah, like I think I might do it. I would like be missing my pedals live. Like if I was skate shoes look like pontoon boats. <laughs> you, you know, like so on my helix, I don't have the scribble strips. Right. So like, imagine me trying to play a show live with those shoes on. <laughs> oh and, like, shit! And if dancing I know, around and not knowing what you're touching. Because I usually depend on color when I do that live and the screen. Mm-hmm. So, like, my park and main ones I, like, memorize because I have the, the set that, or I did when we were playing a lot. But um, it's, like, imagine, like, kind of winging it with those shoes on. I'd be, like, falling over, not hitting the cues and stuff. Right. I usually, like, when I play shows, this is kind of a different topic, I have to wear shoes where I can, like, not just move around live, but hit my pedals. Yeah. 
So, like, that's something I'm very conscious of when I play shows. So that's why you'll a lot of times see me wear Vans or Chucks because they're, they're not super thick and I can feel where I'm at. Sure. Um, and it's just really funny to me because I'm thinking now of, like, if I, I, I might have to order some SSLs. Yeah, two, two years from now when, uh, when shows are commonplace again, it'll give us this, this, this period is a reset for us. So uh, we'll, also just, in two, we'll, we'll just start wearing obnoxiously large skate shoes. Who, who's to say in two years that won't be the style? Watch in two That's years when everyone's point. fucking flexing in Osiris D3s. I am waiting for, like, not, like, straight leg, because that's, like, kind of popular again, but I'm waiting for baggy-ass pants to come back. They're, like, dick, so dicky shorts coming back? Well, I'll I'll ride that trend. I'll wear it. dicky shorts till I die. Oh, um, yeah, so that's a hill layer, like, and I will die shout on out, Shout out dicky fucking shorts. Big-ass, big-ass jeans coming back. I'm about it. No, you gotta, you like gotta wear the cut. you gotta wear the shorts that are big enough, where it's just like half of your calf is showing, and then it goes into like just absolutely huge skate shoes. So there's See, just the like disaster, that much leg. The disaster of, of boot cut, <laughs> baggy boot cut jeans and tight shirts coming back is like everybody from that era is old and fat now. So yeah, like we imagine, all just look disgusting. Yeah, we all look I'm disgusting. I'm so into anyways. it. So like, imagine like I'm gonna be. You know what I'm gonna bring back? Like wearing a white t-shirt under a smaller black t-shirt, so you can see the sleeve sticking out. Um, you remember when everyone wore a long sleeve t-shirt under oh, a t-shirt? Yeah. yeah, that's how I'm you let start people doing know that you're again. Like that's how you let people know you're into music. I'm gonna start doing that again. I'm also gonna start wearing a lot of brown, like brown t-shirts with orange ink, like that Asteria shirt with the gold ink. <laughs> With the, the birds and the leaves and shit? <laughs> Down, like, on your ribs. With the yeah. Oh, side, side print shirts. Yo, I used to have a lot of... I had Wait. a side print green hit the light shirt with a huge T-Rex, and it said hit the lights, and then it said hold on to your butts. Next time, when Larry... next, time, uh, next time one of us gets a design inquiry, just be like, hey, what do you think of this? And it'll just be like side prints of birds and whatnot. Like mock it up as a side print. Yeah. Um, what uh, when we were, When I worked with Larry... And uh, we were printing shirts together, uh, or he was printing shirts and I was just pulling them off the line. Uh, we would do tests sometimes, and if you don't know what a test shirt looks like, the, it just goes wherever you can fit it to make sure your screen works and everything's set up correctly. So Larry, you would pull these shirts off that have no space, and they would be like, oh yeah, that works, they'd be down here on the rib cage. I have test and, shirts that are covered in a yeah, that's thirty just, prints. <laughs> that's just how tests look. But I would always laugh because I'd be thinking of like, oh god, that used to be a thing. Oh yeah, that's like every time you pull it off. Like I know it's just like that's what tests look like. I mean, you see bands will even sell the tests sometimes. Weird, but uh, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why were bands printing that? Skate brands, pr- everybody was printing that at the time. Dude, side print back then was a huge thing. Oh, so ugly. Dumbass had- placement on. Apparel is stupid. I had a him shirt. <laughs> so this is correlates. Cool. And it had like Shout out Mikey's tattoo. So it had like the him like the like the word mark with the line through it. Yeah. And it had Villa Vallo's face. The black shirt with gray and white ink. And then going down it had like all this gnarly like side print. So it like went up here and then up like the like the chest. It was so ugly. With the way I wonder if I still, uh with the way print area is like absolutely uh, overdone now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it make a comeback. Do you remember all over print? Yeah. So bad. 
why was how was that done? The only all over print you need to have is a uh, fucking Louis Vuitton. That's I was it. I would assume it's sublimation. It's got it's the only option. Like they they sublimate the fabric and then hem it. I I and think they, all, yeah. No, but like there used to be like you remember how popular it was when people had those really big hoodies and they'd have all over print? Oh yeah. I know what you're saying, you sublimate the fabric and then you put it together, but I'm just saying like I think it's like it's definitely sublimated, but it's like this weird level of like it feels like it's It still feels like it was printed. Yeah. Maybe they just print the fab print it on the fabric like uh It's gotta be however they do plaid, right? Yeah. Like when you make know. a plaid, like if you use plaid on a hoodie, because remember plaid used to be real popular, so they'd or, make hoodies. Paisley, plaid hoodie, oh, Paisley, I had a lot that, of plaid hoodies. Stuff. I had fucking, I had a brown and tan houndstooth hoodie that I wore every day. When I was in high school, the first like two or three years of I was in high, while I was in high school, fashion was the same, and then it changed towards the end to like you could find not real tight pants, but like slimmer jeans. Sure. When I started in high school, it was like 2007, so baggy shirt was real popular. And the one thing I remember being really popular, I was still wearing skate shirts and stuff, but like people were wearing like, you remember those hoodies from like Hollister and Abercrombie? They're really thick, and then they have fur, and they're like coats. Oh yeah. They were really expensive. I remember everybody wearing that, and then I had one. They were either brown, gray, navy blue, or like if you were lucky, they're plaid. I had one, yeah. I absolutely had a gray one, an Abercrombie one with a big-ass embroidered moose, and the moose was, like, yeah. a foot thick, and it stuck out, like, super. It was so it was, stupid. It, it like, weighed, like, 40 pounds. You took and, it out of the washer, and it was wet. You had to take it out with a fucking crane. And every kid and every kid who had that, it smelled like cigarettes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or, or weed. Yep. I just think I I don't know why I remember that being such like a fashion thing. But we said plaid hoodies. I was like, that's oh, yeah, all plaid hoodies. Oh, I had that fallen hoodie because of Chris Cole because he used to wear. Mine wasn't the same color, but there used to be an ad where he would wear a purple and black you know, stripes. Oh yeah, and it had like the thumbs. I had the yellow and black one. It was the Chris Cole like fallen hoodie. It was like a bumblebee looking ass. Fallen was a big brand that people who didn't skate still wore. I only had that hoodie, but I remember people wearing like like weird kids would wear like those finger gloves to school. Oh yeah, like striped. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm going to see Good Charlotte after school. Well, that's fucking be, rad, but you don't need those gloves. Yeah, you Actually, need you need gloves like that to go see Good Charlotte. <laughs> like the one. Good Charlotte's crowd was still <laughs> the bones. Like it the was skeleton. like mall goth chicks, but it was they just listened to Good Charlotte. And then, like, if you were, like, slightly a level less extreme, it was Simple Plan. Yes. Like I, I still kids. listen to both of those bands. No, me too, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you listen, if, if you were, like, Malgoth with the gloves and, like, um, skate shoes and you, like, had probably either a faux hawk or, like, a little bit of purple in your hair, you were completely good Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And if you were, like, well, I have checkered vans and a studded belt. But, like, my mom and dad won't let me put makeup on. It was Simple Plan. Correct. And that was for, and, and I just want to clarify, that's for men and women. <laughs> and they both liked him. Sure. Him was the best. Like, if, if you're in the eighth grade and you didn't think him was the sickest band, like, you weren't involved. I in never that. liked him, ever. I mean. Him was not sick. 
Like I tried to listen to him yeah. like a, like a, maybe like a year ago, just like see what it was about. I'm like, oh wow, this is him. This is terrible. Fucking, you gotta make the intro of this episode. The girl calling Ricky King. <laughs> no, I want to do like I'm gonna have it be the clip of they're talking about all the shit they're gonna do that their parents are gone. I'm and gonna lose my hair. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna stay up all night. Like I'm gonna fucking eat. I, I'm gonna whatever. Have a root beer float for dinner. He's like, I'm gonna bleach, so I'm my, gonna bleach hair. my hair. He's got like a big ass butt cut. He's got fucking like a Beatles hair, but like it's way extra hair. They make the volcano with the chili, and they have the hot dog people. <laughs> like I want to do that. <laughs> well, we're God. about an hour and a half. You want to bounce? Uh, yeah, we can we can start getting tying it up here because we're definitely not talking about Tony Hawk. That's okay. We did good for like a good 40 minutes, though. I mean, if you're listening to our podcast this many episodes in, you should know what happens by now, right? Yeah, if anyone listens to our show regularly, they they know what to expect. Like, oh, they're just going to end up talking about fucking Home Improvement in 7th Heaven. So, yeah. So before we do what you're listening to and before we um We did that already. That, oh, we did do that. Well, before we get into anything else, I just want to say... Um, Send questions for upcoming episodes. We are going to be doing some topics. If you have suggestions for topics, send those on as well. But we're going to be doing some boy band stuff. And we're going to be talking about Tony Hawk after the game comes out as well. We did that live stream last week. I wouldn't hate doing a live stream like every other week. Yeah, we could, we'll probably do one next week. We'll probably do another one next week. But so, that, I mean, by the time this comes out, that would have already happened. Yeah, so get on uh, the Facebook, Instagram, Lost Causes Social Club. Uh, send in topics, uh, suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, shout-outs. But I do want to do a big sky point to Bob Rohrman, who passed recently. Word. So, you know the commercials? Yeah. Bob Rohrman. Also, some baseball guy died today. Yeah, Tom Seaver died. He was a Mets legend. Word. Sky hey, point. 75, sky point. Sky um, point, Bob Rohrman. Huge sky point. There's only one. So, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, if you're getting Tony Hawk, you've probably gotten it already by the time you're listening to this, so let us know what you think of it. I'm sure we'll have big opinions. Biggest. The biggest of opinions. And um, I think that if we don't do it as a live stream, we should definitely do a Patreon when we set the Patreon up of us watching um, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves because I have it on DVD. Solid. So we got to call Ricky King and tell him he's cute. We should find someone randomly named Ricky King. Because that guy say, had, There's got to be, like, probably what? In, in the full country, there's probably 200 Ricky Kings. I'm going to change. I'm changing my name to Ricky King. <laughs> Ricky King was a son of a bitch, though. Yeah, he sucked. He, like, showed up, and, like, the kids were, like, waiters on rollerblades, and he was, like, like tripping them and shit. And, like, he was, like, trying to, like, trying to get that girl to kiss him and shit, all aggressive. Yeah, he was kind of. Yeah, he was. He's no good. No. But fucking, you know, that that movie still is top tier bad movie that I love. You know I love everything that sucks, so that's valid. But that movie is so tight. It's but bad, yeah. but it's tight. Thanks for hanging out with us. Shout out Tony um, Hawk. Shout out Tony Hawk. Shout out Rune Glifberg. Shout out Ricky King. Shout out Chris Cole. <laughs> shout out Chris Cole. Shout out Chris Shout Charlotte. out Will Putney. Shout out Tim the Toolman Taylor. And uh, any closing thoughts from Fact Ass Steve? Uh, I got my Sky Points in, so I think I'm good. Oh, Sky Point Issues. 
Oh, we, yeah, yeah, canceled, canceled as fuck. Um, <laughs> it just fucking sucks. Who gives you, a shit? Are we throwing a song on? Yeah, it's not gonna be an issues song. Fuck no, not fuck that. Um, it'll be uh, I don't know. Well, you're about to hear a song in a second, and it's by someone that we know, and it's probably awesome. Maybe a heavy cream song. Let's do a heavy cream song. We talked about him a lot tonight. Heavy cream is uh, is our dog Mike Klein. He's really, really, really talented, and he has some good tunes. And uh, I think uh, in due time, is that the name of the song, Steve? In good time. In good time. Sorry. In good time is like one of my favorite tracks by him. So we'll throw that on. Yeah, we'll put that on. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening, y'all, and uh, catch us uh, every Friday. Every Friday. We're a mess to the store. We're all throwing peace signs up at the camera. Uh, You can't see it, but... Fuck you, I can. (laughs) Cream. That talk, no. That cream. Cream. (laughs) Ha ha.